0: As you guys know, there's a lot of online sportsbooks out there. MyBookie.ag is the only one that gets my stamp of approval, and you know I don't give that out lightly. To get my endorsement, I've got to personally use them, and that means they have to be the best. And MyBookie.ag is by far the best sportsbook I've used. Go to MyBookie.ag, enter in promo code WCE100 for a 100% deposit bonus. That basically means that they're going to double your first deposit, so immediately you're making money. Go knock that thing out. Go to mybookie.ag, click sign up, and enter promo code WCE100. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE.
1: And I'm Chris Giannini.
0: Follow me at Chris ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out.
1: of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40! 40. <laughs> 40 years! How about that? So here is fourth down. Can you believe it? It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores! Glad you don't care oh my, my gosh. gosh oh God. my goodness. oh no this is winning cures everything now for your hosts gary and chris
0: welcome in winning cures everything number 150 this is the college football recap it is uh the october 24th edition of the show tuesday uh i'm gary we got chris on the other side here Um, Chris, let's go ahead and jump into the top ten. I know we'll have a discussion about that. Uh, And then we'll talk about uh, the big games. We'll talk – I believe we're going to have a discussion about ratings and and whatnot, what games are picked. I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, Just a a whole lot to uh, to get into. So, uh, first things first, top ten, my top ten. You can find it on the website, winningcureseverything.com. Number one, Alabama, nothing changed, uh, beatdown of Tennessee – Georgia was off. I keep them at the two slot. Number three, Penn State. They uh, they beat up on Michigan. Number four, TCU. Uh, TCU absolutely hammered Kansas. 43-0. Uh, man, did you see this? They held them to like 26 yards total.
1: Yeah, t- listen. TCU is legit. Okay? They are legit. Everyone keeps saying that the Big 12 is going to get left out of this party. I think it will be a sham if TCU happens to be able to run the table and they get left out because they
0: are playing crazy. If TCU runs the table, I will be very, very surprised. Look, they, they've got a game at Iowa State this weekend, and then they play Texas, then they play at Oklahoma, and then they play at Texas Tech. If they end up running the table against that and whatever ends up coming in the um, in the Big 12 championship game, I mean, that is that – cheers to them because they, they'll be in at that point. So um, – so, Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. No, i was
1: saying I hope they get in. If they, if they do that, I hope they get in.
0: I don't think it'll be any question. Uh, number five, I've got Miami still undefeated. Uh, close game with Syracuse, but they uh, they got the job done. Number six, Wisconsin. Uh, you realize at the end of this season, they may not have a single top 25 win before the Big Ten championship game? Yeah, teams that we thought
1: were supposed to be good, but they play to start, you know,
0: Yeah, I mean, now Michigan could end up still being a top twenty-five team at that point, but I mean they're not in the top twenty-five right now, so (laughs) and and they don't play anybody that uh, that's really worth anything until then. So, um, so Wisconsin at six, number seven. I moved Notre Dame up. Um, I needed them to prove to me that they weren't just beating up on bad teams, and and I don't know that USC is a good team, but that was impressive what they did on Saturday night.
1: They agree. I think they deserve to be moved up. They
0: absolutely deserve to be moved up. Uh, number eight, I've got Clemson. Number nine, Oklahoma. Number 10, Ohio State. Uh, I've, I've kept those three in the same spot since they all lost. Uh, not change anything with that until this week. If Ohio State beats Penn State, then we'll, uh, then we'll look at it again. Um, Clemson gets Georgia Tech this week. Oklahoma, I don't even know who Oklahoma's got this week. I, I wouldn't imagine it's anybody decent. I think they may have a week off. Uh, because they've got Texas Tech. No, they've got Texas Tech this weekend, and then Oklahoma State on the road on November 4th. So lots to uh, – I mean, we're, we're getting into the nitty-gritty of things. Um, is there anything that you disagree with in the top ten there?
1: Uh, the only thing that I disagree with, you and I have talked about this a little bit off air, I, I think Penn State, after – if Notre Dame deserved to get moved up, I think Penn State showed. They're the second-best team in the country. I know Georgia didn't play anybody. But I can't imagine them doing them playing anybody other than Auburn or Florida, and 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 the outcome actually making a difference. So I think you know that, if they blow out me, anybody else on their schedule. It doesn't. It
0: doesn't bother. To me, Notre Dame's win over USC in the fashion that they had it, uh, it helped boost Georgia a little bit more because of their win, you know, in South Bend. So that that's why I kept Georgia too because their two best wins are better than Penn State's two best wins. Um, at least in my eyes, you know, as far as ranking and whatnot. They're, they're blowout of Mississippi yeah, but State.
1: You're, but you're taking you're them taking over and saying they're two best. And, okay, their one best is better than, than Penn State's one best. But but their five best aren't better than Penn State's five best. So, you know, I mean, at, at some point in time, you got to stop drawing a line and see what we see.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I may still be holding on to that Iowa State game a little I mean, bit. but some, I mean, uh, Iowa game. Somebody's
1: Somebody decided to say we're going to rank people years and years and years ago to top 25. Why they didn't stop at 20, I don't know. Why they didn't go all the way to 50, I don't know. But but if you're if you're 26 or, or worse, you're you're not considered ranked. Uh, you know. So at some point in time, you just got to say a number's a number. You know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm with
1: you. Yeah, yes, yes you. they have. Yes, Georgia has the best win of those two teams. But but I just like I said. I think the Iowa win is a huge win. Huge win. Iowa is a much harder place to play at night than Notre Dame could ever be. It just is. It's a fact. I, I, agree does with
0: you. That. I, I, I don't think so, Iowa is a very good football team right now. And, and the fact that they went on the road and lost to uh, Northwestern on Saturday d- doesn't help that case. So, but wait, I mean, hey, look, Penn State, if they go in and they beat Ohio State. I have absolutely no problem moving them ahead of Georgia, no matter what happens in the cocktail party. So, so I'm I'm reserving judgment until after this weekend. Uh, for now, let's move into uh, let's move into some games, right? The biggest games of the weekend: Penn State, Michigan. Let's go on and discuss that one because uh, we we've kind of been bouncing around it already. That was just an absolute beatdown. Now, at, at halftime, it was 21 to 13. And, and you thought Michigan might have a shot, except for the fact that John O'Korn cannot throw the football. But does Michigan have any chance of, of beating Ohio State later in the year? I mean, what's – like, it, has Penn State even actually been tested as of yet?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I think Penn State's been tested. I mean, they passed it. What we wanted to see was nothing that had to do with Penn State's defense at all, all right? Because nobody in that top echelon is an offensive juggernaut, okay? Like, the teams that we're comparing them to in Alabama and Georgia and Clemson and, and Ohio State, like, that echelon of teams, that, they're, they're not offensive world beaters, all right? Those guys, they're putting up 40 and 50 against terrible teams. But when they play any defense, decent defense whatsoever, you know, they're, they're around 25 and 30. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, We wanted to see Penn State play a really good defense to see, can they hang with these other teams that are built on defense? And they hung with them no problem. They scored what was statistically the number one defense in the country, by statistics, was Michigan. And they scored at will. And they looked really good doing it. They had big plays. They had long drives they scored all kinds of different ways offensively. And it, it made me feel like the way I felt when the season first started, and they were doing this against little bitty pump teams. This team has a chance to legitimately win the national championship because I don't know of a defense in the country that is so complete that they can stop them. But all those teams that I really like their defense a lot have flaws in offense that make me worry.
0: Yeah. I, I think I do agree with you there. Um, they, I mean, Penn State is a really good foot. They look very complete. They got athletes all over the field. Uh, the defense does look really good, uh, although you know we haven't seen the defense necessarily tested. I, I don't know that Iowa's got a great offense. I don't know that Michigan's got a great offense, but I, Ohio I
1: State doesn't have a great offense. I don't think they're going to get tested the whole
0: season. And that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is you know it, they I think they can go up against the run pretty well, and that's what Ohio State and Wisconsin do. And other than that, I mean, at Michigan State, at Michigan State can't score, you know. So, I mean, where where are they going to get a, a loss? I don't know that anybody can hang with their offense.
1: No, no I don't need I'm I'm very excited to see them in Ohio State this week. Uh, the horseshoes is a different place to play. I think Ohio State will be ready to play, um, but but I do not see this being a 13 to 10 ball game. Okay. I just don't think anybody's keeping them less than 24 or 28 the whole
0: season. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, let's move into Notre Dame and USC. Notre Dame wins 49-14. to 14. I, Look, I bet on Notre Dame. I expected Notre Dame to win. I did not expect that. That was an absolute beatdown from, from the time of the first kick. Uh, I... I mean, did did you watch any of this game?
1: Very little. Very, very, very little. It it didn't interest me at all. Um, Can I ask a question, though? Yeah. Have we ever, 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 in your remembering of watching college football, had a Heisman Trophy, number one draft pick, prospect, at any position, any position, be that big of what looks like to be a bust at Sam Darnold? Because even the games they won, they've won a lot of games up until this point. Even in the Stanford game, he didn't look good. The game that they blew somebody out, they just lined up across the line and beat the hell out of somebody. That only win on their record, he didn't look good. They had two runners that ran for 100 yards each to make that win what it was. Is Sam Darnold good at all? I mean, what what happened?
0: I mean, it's, it's a good question. I, I think... Look, I feel like the, the head coach might be in over his head. Um, and I, I think that they are putting too much on Darnold. Which sounds crazy, but last year, nobody had ever seen the kid. And, and we see this in the NFL all the time. It's not always the case in, in college. But when when teams figure out how to defend you, uh, Darnold has got some mechanic problems, and I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but
1: it, no, that's that's what I was about to say. I don't know that teams are trying to defend him a certain way. I, I don't I don't know that he's I don't know that he's as laser accurate as people think, and I think he holds the ball too long. Um, yeah, his motion is not flawless or, or smooth at all. I mean, it's when well, no, he, he rears back
0: that, like he he holds yeah. the ball down, and and it takes a long time for him to get the ball. A long out. delivery, that's yeah. Right. So so when he does that, um, I mean, I, I just – I feel like teams tend to know where he's going with the football a lot quicker now. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, when when you bank so much on, on one kid, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, USC's got players all over the field. They shouldn't be banking on just this one kid. And, I, I mean, the game plans just look awful – uh, the defense in this game was atrocious, just awful. Notre Dame absolutely blew them out of the water uh, from the word go, and I, I didn't see that coming. I, I really thought no, that I USC would be prepared.
1: Yeah, I did. I did too. I'm just—I guess what shocks me about Sam Darnold, like you said, they shouldn't put that much on him. But anytime you have like that transcendent quarterback in big games, you're supposed to put it on him, and he's supposed to be able to take it but but he he's just he's just not and i wonder is he transcendent or did we just need a star so bad this year that we were like hey he he did it in the rose bowl so it's got to be real right and maybe it's not i mean but well, it, it wasn't just maybe maybe the rose bowl real.
0: he he played really really well last year like really really well like much better than this um but the issue last year it helped out that they had guys like adoree jackson on that defense right so you you that's had right. a Dory Jackson returning punts and returning kicks and at, I mean Jackson had the biggest plays of the game against Washington last year in that big win. So you know I, when when you lose a guy like that and then the only one that you've got coming back really is is Donald. That's that's where I'm going with it. I, I think that that's the biggest issue is is they're game planning too much around one guy. And when other teams figure out how to defend him, you know it's you 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 end up with games like this. And I think there's more well, the on the schedule.
1: Deliver- yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the long delivery is going to kill you because, like you said, people know where the ball's going. Guys are not open forever. Okay, they're open. You have to throw them open, and they're open for split seconds, which is why that 0.03 delivery time has to be right there. And and when you're you know. Way, way above that, which is what he is. You can't throw people open, and you can't even hit open targets. Because by the time the ball gets there, it doesn't matter how hard you're throwing it, man. they're not open anymore.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, the next so big game Notre, game that... Day, Notre
1: Dame looked good. Don't want to not not give them credit. Notre Dame looked great. They looked great on every aspect of the game. Um, and you know, Brian Kelly is right at this ship. And, and I, I just didn't think that was going to happen. I thought he was going. I thought he was as sure as anything going
0: to be fired this year. He has gotten it turned around. Uh, look, Brandon Wimbush and, and that stable of running backs that he's got, uh, along with his defense. Like, look, his coordinator hires he absolutely hit on, absolutely hit on. How good does Chip Long look right now as offensive coordinator? So he he oh yeah plucked, he plucked him from uh, from Memphis. Just about to say, he's the Memphis guy. So, and he he appears to be doing just fine on the national level. So, (laughs) uh, the next big game, UCF at Navy. UCF wins this one, thirty-one to twenty-one. Um, I mean, it wasn't as impressive as we thought it would be. The line jumped from six and a half up to about nine over the course of the week. UCF did get the cover, but all of them. All but, the numbers but this is the first time that they haven't looked completely dominant like it's the first game that they haven't won by 27.
1: all right so here's here's my explanation of this and as because I was watching some of this game you have two things that happen a you, you know you're on the road you played a lot of hard games not hard games you played a lot of road games they, they've traveled a lot they're going to finish the season I think at home quite a bit. Um, because every every other week they're a road favorite and they're a huge road favorite and they're just killing people. But uh, I think Navy is coming off a really bad loss. You don't want to play a team like that. They they find some weaknesses that they have and and they they right the ship and they just figured out. I also think Navy feels like you know if we lose this game we're we're completely out of the AAC. And so they're they're thinking we got to win this game. They're desperate. You know, they're throwing everything they can at it to try to get the W. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe it's an excuse, maybe it's not. But, you know, we thought before the season started, Navy was going to be a really good football team. So you tell me Central Florida struggles with a really good football team, I I don't think there's anything to, to be upset about. They still won by 10. They covered every number that they had. When the line opens at six and closes at nine, and they cover all of them, you know, it's still pretty good. Oh they yeah, yeah. We're just used to them. We're used to seeing them beat people by forty, and and they didn't do that. So,
0: which is fine. So we Navy we don't expect is a respectable football
1: team. Oh Navy yeah. is not the that they have played. Wait, so, going
0: going uh, back to Notre Dame, because um, Navy is the worst team that Notre Dame plays to finish out the schedule, which is pretty pretty crazy if you think about it. Look, Notre Dame's got NC State this week at home. They've got Wake Forest next week. Uh, November 4th. They've got uh, at Miami on November 11th and then they play uh, Navy on November 18th and then at Stanford November 25th.
1: Stanford. Yeah. They have a hell
0: of a uh, schedule left to finish. Yeah. That's, I mean, look, all the people that are worried about the fact that you know, the SEC might get two teams in the playoff and Notre Dame might get in and look, that ain't gonna happen. Something is going to, to work itself out. It always does. That's right. So, there's nothing for us to even worry about. Um, next big game. Well, not right now. No, not now. Not now. But, you know, but, but look, once we get into uh, like the end of November, then we'll see where everything stands. But there's if, if a lot we're of...
1: still in this situation, we'll. Because we'll, now the big. T- we talked about TCU running the table. If they got to play a championship game, that's for the first time this year. So.
0: Yeah, no, you're right.
1: They could run the table and then lose to whoever the other team is in the championship game.
0: God, how crazy would that be? <laughs> I mean, you just got to figure out exactly what'll happen. Um, yeah. All right. The next, uh, it, and I, I call these the biggest games. Maybe I should call them the most interesting games. Um, we thought that Kentucky and Mississippi State would be interesting. It was not. It was not even close.
1: What? I thought it's a conference game against a team that showed up early in the season, got blown out a couple of times, and and you know we're trying to figure out who they are in Mississippi State. And then a five and one Kentucky team that is literally a defender away from being six, six and 0. zero. Yeah. So.
0: And I mean, and you it know. was ugly. It was yeah, super it ugly. It. So forty-five now, to seven. let me ask you a question about Final. this game. Who's just right, trying to
1: break it down to X's and O's? Is Starkville just becoming a very difficult place to play? And Mississippi State of one trick pony. They can play at home when they hear those cowbells ringing. But other than that. They they just an average football team. Um, no, I think LSU was. Hang on, the reason I say that is because my team LSU was that way before Nick Saban got there. LSU was very much Mississippi State equipment. Okay, you didn't want to go into Tiger Stadium. They could beat anybody on any Saturday night. Did not matter who. Did not matter what they were ranked or what you were ranked. But on the road, they were just another team. And, and you had just as good a chance of beating them as they had to beating you. And if they lose there, they lose badly. So, I, I just – I watched my team for, you know, six, seven years before Nick Saban got there Beat that team.
0: Well, look, I, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's the fact that the teams that they played on the road were Auburn and Georgia. And Auburn okay. and Georgia are both teams that can stop the run and they can run the football. Right. So they they just had better athletes than Mississippi State. Um with LSU, they were still trying to figure things out. I think that the LSU Mississippi State game, no matter where it was played, uh right now would be a lot closer than it was. Okay. I think there were issues you're saying, you're going right. on at LSU. If we
1: if we play, if we played them next Saturday, this coming Saturday, then Starkville, will get a totally different game than what it was.
0: I think LSU would still you're, be favored.
1: Saying, I think you're right. No, I think you're right, and I can't tell you we won't come out of there with a win. Yeah, no, you're 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 probably right on that. You're
0: okay. So the the biggest thing is, look, it, the teams that Mississippi State has played at home, look, LSU was going through some stuff early in the season. Uh, That's right. Because I don't think LSU would lose to Troy right now.
1: No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but, you
0: know, I mean, it's it's a whole different I, thing. I
1: would... You're right. We're at a different point in the season right now than we were when we played. Yeah, so, so you're exactly
0: right. So the issue with this ball game was Kentucky. You know, it, it looked like they always got up for the games that they needed to get up for, and and then the other games: Eastern Michigan, Eastern Kentucky, Southern Miss. They just kind of waltzed through them, and then whatever happens, and when they needed to play South Carolina, Florida, whoever. Um, then they would obviously get up for those games, but in this situation, now look, this game was was kind of close early. Kentucky got on the board early. State, I mean, they were tied seven seven for a while, and and then State figured out what Kentucky's weakness was, and and Kentucky was tenth in the country against the run, and State put up like two hundred fifty something yards on. I was just about to say
1: not after Saturday.
0: I mean, they, they did not, they did not uh, force Nick Fitzgerald to beat them, and that was the biggest problem. So on top of that, State's defense was absolutely suffocating, and, and Mississippi State's going to do that to a lot of teams. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen between State and Texas A&M this weekend. Uh, that game is in College Station, and I, I mean, am A&M's got more athletes, I think. Or at least they're a little bit deeper, but I—I I mean, who knows what's going to happen here? I, Dan Mullen has done a fantastic job with this team uh, because State is—I mean, they were picked to go sixth in the West this year. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move on from that. Let's talk about LSU and Ole Miss. That was uh, the last game that we had picked, um, and then we'll jump into and uh, in, into a couple other interesting games, but. Um, but yeah, LSU gets the win, forty to uh, twenty-four. Um, you watched this whole game. What, what did you take from it?
1: First game of the season that they looked great from start to finish. At no point in time did I feel like this game was in doubt, and they controlled every aspect of the football game at all times. Um, they, they, this is the most complete game they played now. It's against a very beat-up Ole Miss team that is trying hard, but I just don't think they've got the dogs in the fight to play. I mean, they, they don't have, especially with Shea Patterson out, they don't have SEC caliber talent right now. And, and I think it's going to be real hard for them. They need to make a huge coaching decision, and, and they need to do it and not need to mess it up because um, they're, they're on the verge of, of being Vanderbilt for years to come. Well, that's, uh, see, that's don't. the
0: interesting thing is that Vanderbilt went in and got absolutely steamrolled by them last week, and in this week, Ole Miss turns around and I mean they put up twenty four points. But no, I
1: think Ole Miss played hard. I think Ole Miss tried hard. Um, I, like I said, LSU did everything right this game. Very few mistakes. Very few flaws. Uh, it weren't in a lot of pressure situations, so it's kind of easy to do that. But when um, um Shay Patterson. I couldn't think of his name. I apologize. <laughs> Shea Patterson goes to him. Um, it, then, then I think they just they kind of got desperate. Now they actually had a great drive with a backup quarterback and scored on us. Uh, you know, but our offense was rolling. Danny Etling had a had a real, real good game. He had three or four big passes that were just dropped. I mean, perfectly plays footballs. And I was very frustrated watching the game with a bunch of old Miss friends. And, and, you know, we're all respectful and polite and appreciative of each other, and, and we get along well. And, and every one of them, you know, was just like, oh, man, this game would be way uglier if these guys actually caught the ball. And I thought, man, that's something you just don't say a lot in LSU. You cannot drop those balls if you're those receivers because Danny Etling is not good enough to to have dropped huge passes – because you can't assure that he's going to make those passes all the time. Um, so, you know, LSU went from a team that had all the talent in the world at receiver and couldn't get a quarterback, and now they don't have a great quarterback. It seems like the receivers aren't playing to the caliber they need to play at either. So, um, a few things, hiccups here and there, but least you know, all in all had a really good game. Offensive line blocked well, but Ole Miss' defense line hadn't been great. Um, and – what we did to Ole Miss is what everybody needs to do to Ole Miss. This is what Vanderbilt didn't do. And it's what Vanderbilt got killed on. Run the football at them. Just run it right down the throat because that that's where they're struggling more than anywhere. And at one point in time, Darius guys had more rushing yards than the whole team for Ole Miss had uh, total yards.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's – that's the thing. I mean, you, you got to be able to I run think, the football. I line. think at
1: one point in time they, they showed a stat that Ole Miss's total yardage was two eighty two, and Darius Geis' total yardage was two eighty two. Oh yeah. I like that's that's like that's a big deal. You can't you can't have one player on the other team match your entire offensive output.
0: Now you're you're entirely so, right on that. You are And I don't know what's going to
1: happen now that Shay's out. So Shea's officially out for the season, right?
0: He is officially out for the season.
1: Okay. Did you find it he, weird he that they brought out. him?
0: Did you? They they took him out, and then he came back yeah. in.
1: He came back in. Well, that, that's why when I watched no after game show, I watched no college football stuff yesterday. It was all NFL for me. So I, all I saw was the game, and as soon as the game was over, you know, we went to the Grizzly game, and then. Um, you know, I, I didn't watch any college football recap or any other, other stuff yesterday, and then I saw on Facebook and Twitter that, you know, Shay Patterson's out for the season. I'm thinking, hell, he missed, like, a couple of drives, and then he came back in. The injury's so bad that he has to miss the season, but he was able to finish the game? Like, I, I, I didn't get that. I didn't understand, but... They they haven't that's, said... Uh, that gets tough.
0: Yeah, they, they haven't said yet that... that- Him going back in the game uh, Made the injury worse The trainers told Matt Luke That he could not Injure it more Than it already was And Shea wanted to go out and play Okay
1: Okay, So it's just a matter of pain tolerance We can shoot him up and let him go Go do his
0: thing Yeah and then Then, they they went in and did an MRI later And and yeah it's a uh, Partially torn PCL So Okay yeah, they're they're going to hang him up for the rest of the year because I mean it, this year doesn't really matter for anything. So I completely understand. I completely understand that. I, um, you know, I
1: get it, and and that's tough for them because they, like I said, he he is a special talent that they did not really need to lose at all if they want to be competitive.
0: Yeah, now you're you're right about that. Um, let's talk about a couple other games right quick. Uh, Memphis thirty-two, Houston thirty-eight. Or, sorry, 42-38. to 38. Good gracious. Um, I mean, this was, it, look, this was the Thursday night game. And you and I were sitting there watching this, texting back and forth, <laughs> and could not believe that this is how this went down. Memphis scored zero points in the first half.
1: Just a the dog team.
0: Oh, yeah. They looked awful. They were Didn't down 17 in the half.
1: Yeah. They're going so, to be there. we generally where like they're trying hard. I mean, just a dog
0: team. And and came out in the second half. Look, they scored right off the bat in the second half. And then Houston scored and went up twenty four to seven. So you you are now down by seventeen twice. Memphis runs the kickoff back, makes it uh twenty four to fourteen. Houston goes right back down the field to make it thirty one to fourteen. So you're down by 17 yep. three different times. Memphis yep. scored a yep. touchdown on six straight possessions. That is pretty difficult to do. Like Houston... Mike
1: Norvell. Mike Norvell yeah. has always been a good coach. I knew he was a good coach. But to be able to make the adjustments that he made at halftime, offensively to do that, that's insane. That's just insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, how... I, I just I don't understand it. They They found out that Houston was getting pressure really quickly so they just decided to run all up tempo it was all up tempo and and they never had the ball in Riley's hands for longer than you know a a second and a half two seconds
1: well what worried me was Memphis couldn't stop Houston and I'm thinking when you can't mount a comeback if every time you score the other team scores oh that was was the worst part I don't know that Memphis had a drive
0: that was longer than two and a half minutes
1: oh no no most of them were like three or four plays, not minutes, plays.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? And, and you I mean, it was quickly, literally bam, bam, bam. You have
0: no depth on yeah. defense whatsoever. No None
1: depth. at all. None. I cannot believe they won that game. I cannot believe the way they won that game. We, all, we always talk about this. These ESPN games in the midweek, you do not want to be the road team. You do not want to bet on the road team. Um, I did. And I was, I, Homer you know, I bet with I bet with my heart way more than my brain all the time, and uh, and I cannot believe Memphis bailed me out. I cannot believe it. You you make the complete wrong decision, and and everything just goes right for you in the fourth quarter.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, look at the uh, Memphis' schedule set up. Game. Hey, look on yeah. Friday, I put up an article, um, talking about what that win against Houston set up. Look, this Friday night, they've got Tulane coming to town. Then they play at Tulsa, who just lost on the road at UConn, by the way. Uh, they host SMU and they host East Carolina. They are, they are FPI favorites in every game by at least 60%. In the home games, all of them are by like 75% or more. So, it, I mean, they, yeah. they have now, a F- realistic shot. We both,
1: we both know. We both know that SMU and Tulane are very well coached. Oh, yeah. Now, they they are not as talented as Memphis, but they and are very well coached.
0: In the Friday night game at Tulsa, uh, you don't know what team is going to show up because that's, that's, Tulsa it, you're, just. You're
1: the, you're the road. You're, yeah, yeah, you're the Tulsa road. Tulsa beat team that one of Houston team.
0: Hugh, Tulsa beat that Houston team 45 to 17 the week before. Yep. And then Houston Didn't came
1: Tulsa
0: out. Did Tulsa beat SMU? Uh, no, don't Who believe so. That?
1: Okay, I think I think SMU has a bad loss too, like that. You know, I, I may be wrong.
0: wrong. It may. Hold on, I'll, I'll figure this out. I'll figure this out because I, you might be right.
1: I was doing some schedule looking too, and I I like SMU a lot. I bet them. They didn't cover. They almost lost the damn game outright. Um, and um, and for some reason, I remember they had a bad loss as well. Oh, they're, they're, SMU yeah, lost
0: to SMU lost at Houston, thirty-five to twenty-two. Okay. And they lost uh, at TCU. Oh, okay, never mind. They don't really have a bad loss.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no bad loss there. But they do have to go on the road to Memphis a week after they play. Uh, well, All right, so these, these are the games that SMU plays leading up to that. They play this Friday against Tulsa. They play uh, at home against UCF. They play at Navy, and then they play at Memphis. Whew, so they
1: got a tough road. Yeah. They got a real tough road.
0: It is. It is setting up nicely for Memphis. If they can win these four games, they will be ten and one, and they will be in the AAC championship game against either uh, UCF or South Florida.
1: South Florida. The winner of that game. You got it. Those two teams don't anybody else.
0: And and the winner of that game will go to the Peach Bowl.
1: I will tell you this, that I I haven't done this at all this year. I will be pulling for South Florida because I don't want to play Central Florida again. <laughs> we, we we did that already, and that didn't taste good at
0: all. No, that no, was, it did not. That,
1: that, that, that was a terrible taste. I'll tell you this,
0: though. Memphis turned the ball over five times, three times inside the 20, like going into the end zone. And, yeah. and they had almost 500 yards of total offense against UCF. So... The bad part is the game would be at UCF if they end up undefeated. Um, So, you know, yeah, I'd I'd rather play, you know, if I'm Memphis, I would much rather play South Florida because you played against that bunch last year and almost beat them in the Liberty Bowl. So, you know you can stand a chance there.
1: That team hasn't scared people the way Central Florida. If you're going to look at who's scared people – in the conference, that that's the team everybody's kind of afraid of.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with so, that. I agree. And
1: it doesn't hurt that they beat the hell out of Memphis already this year.
0: So. Oh, yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of other games to uh, discuss. You and I had a conversation on Twitter back and forth on Saturday, so we'll we'll end out the, uh, the college football recap with this. Um, you were discussing – the fact that CBS should have chosen a different game other than Alabama-Tennessee for Saturday. Now the other options were LSU at Ole Miss, uh, Kentucky, not at, good yeah, Kentucky at Mississippi State. Um, God, was there another game? There was another one. Auburn, wasn't
1: there? Auburn at Arkansas. Oh yeah, Auburn, Auburn, at Auburn at Arkansas. That was their only four options. All so four games were like options Yeah, and none of them look great. I understand that.
0: Alright, so where? Give me your reasoning behind this. What? What else? What? What game should they have chosen? Why do you think so they should have chosen it? Etc. Uh,
1: but it's hard to say they should have chosen any of them because all of them ended up being blowouts. Here's here's my here's my my discrepancy with it is this. You know, you don't have a good game to show at all, and I, I we're going to have about five different arguments to to make this whole point because we're all going to be arguing different things to make this circle work, but. Um, I don't think the ratings quote, I don't think the team you put into the CBS 230 slot matters about ratings. I just don't. Because I have looked at those ratings week in and week out for years because of what we do and they're always pretty consistent. Now there's a spike up every now and then when you have like a mega matchup but other than that it's pretty dang consistent. and And that tells me The team does not matter. Now, if you are CBS and you are in bed with the SEC, you have a contract with them, you you work together as a television partner with them, it is in your best interest for the conference to be better, for the conference to be stronger. Well, why do we put these smaller school teams on on Thursdays and Fridays and compete with college high, uh, high school football? Why do we do that? What's the what's the only reason they do that for? Well, exposure. Exposure, because exposure to the program is better for the program. Okay, I think that the Mississippi State Kentucky game would have been the game that I would have selected, because you have a five and one Kentucky team. Now forget about the outcome, because you're making this decision before you know the end of the game. A five and one Kentucky team playing a four and two Mississippi State team at Starkville. I think it's is something you can sell. Now, neither one of those are household names, so you're going to try to sell it to the country. You sell it to the country as Dan Mullins and look at his resume and look at what he's been able to accomplish and do, and then you look at Kentucky and look at you got the Stoops name in there that, that people know, and, and look at what he's accomplished at Kentucky, this basketball school, where, where half the country doesn't even know they play football. Okay, It's part of your job to sell something, and if you put them on national TV, I think the same amount of people that tuned in for the first quarter of the Alabama game until it got blown out and changed the channel would have tuned in, the exact same amount of people, because it's what they do. People are creatures of habit. Okay, I,
0: I don't know that I agree with you. Here's Here's the thing. Yes, they are television partners, but they are... They are trying to make the most money possible. The more viewers they have, the more they can charge for advertising, etc. So this advertising stuff is not always set up just as, all right, well, we're going to sell you a spot for $100,000. It's not like that. It's, we're going to charge it for uh, this much money per however many viewers, right? And so it's kind of like, uh, like Internet sales. Like,
1: oh, that's not, but that's not true at all. All of these advertising deals and all of these contracts with these TVs and stuff for the, for the networks and the schools, are done years in advance for multiple years. It's okay? like that
0: with some companies, but, but not all of them. For, Remember, for most,
1: for, mo- for most all of them, that's just the way it is, Gary. So that, that's where, where I was have why I can't make this argument on Twitter because it's too complicated is you – they are, th- these people do not make money off of, oh, you have the greatest game of the week, and so you get to charge more for advertising. They're, these people are buying time slots for all of the CBS two thirty games for the year.
0: Yes, and you some might of have a few companies say, are. "I want
1: to, I want to hear." But some of these people have to buy these slots before they even announce who they're going to play that week. Yes, on I, the I'm, I bet I'm with bet you on that. I every one of their sales are sold for the whole year, so it does not matter. So none of that matters. CBS would have still made the same amount of money that they made. They would have lost zero money if they put two garbage teams up there. And get half the
0: ratings. They would have made the exact same amount of money. I, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> we we so you, need to get. You think you, we we need to go get uh, uh, Gary Parish and somebody. You know what? Parish works at CBS. We'll get him on here. Um, but yeah, that's we we need to figure out exactly how that goes down because remember there are a lot of uh, local advertisements that go on these network uh, uh, shows, right? So. CBS, it is a network, it's not a cable channel. They have local advertisers. So when it is a game that they are really, really interested in, they will sell more, right? So, look, here's, here's the bottom line with the... Here, this uh, is
1: where we just disagree with, because we don't know the answer then right now. I am going to tell you, I think that their advertising, locally and nationally, is sold out already for the entire year. We're going into this late in the season. We're in the middle of October. That means every everyone for every CBS game from this point forward all the way to the NCC title game is already sold. If my company wanted to buy local advertising from CBS for a 230 game, I'm going to bet they'll say, we'll put you on our 2018 calendar because they don't have a slot. All right? That's okay. what I believe and that's what I think and that's what I know about advertising. Is this stuff is not sold on a week-to-week basis. It's not Thursday. And they're saying, oh, man, we still need to fill four different commercials here. I think they've, they've got this stuff down to an art, down to a science. And, and the reason I was arguing about the rating stuff on Twitter is because at no point in time will somebody, when they negotiate these big deals, these big contracts, say, oh, well, October 14, 2017, y'all had a pretty down week. I see y'all played Mississippi State and Kentucky and I know we're negotiating a 7 year deal with you right now but we're going to want some money back because y'all picked a bad game 2 years ago and the ratings were pretty bad like that that conversation does not happen it's never once happened which is why I think the NFL is not going to ever lose a nickel because of their ratings and so it turned to that and it's a it's a conversation about how these TV companies make money off of sports and and I think these deals are so big and they're so broad, there's absolutely no way on earth that they're losing money. The second thing you got to think of is you don't think team, that that local local individual companies from Mississippi State and from Kentucky, from the state of Mississippi and from the state of Kentucky won't be buying those advertising in all the states that it's being played in. It, but the I issue is that...
0: that- the people from the other states won't be buying as much. Right? And I understand I that they will all... fill up with ads anyway. But, look, the the reason that they choose Alabama as often as they do, look, Alabama's had one CBS game so far this year. They still average more viewers per broadcast than any other team in the SEC. You know who number two is? Number two yeah. would be Tennessee. Those are the two biggest but, national brands, which is ridiculous. I understand because Tennessee is god awful, but if they you... have
1: a huge fan base, though. Yes, but, but that's not the point. That's not the point. That's what we're not. That's where we're just not going to see eye to eye. Is is I don't care. I don't care about the numbers. I know that Gary Daniels can't tell you that. I know the people in the seats where their job is to make it entertaining. They want as many people to watch as possible. They don't want to hear that, and they won't have those conversations. But this is not about ratings, okay? This is absolutely not about ratings. It's just—it's just not. Right. This is it, about how these networks, how these stations, make money, and I don't think the ratings matter at all.
0: Oh, the ratings a hundred percent matter because if nobody's watching, then you can't charge as much well, for ads. You can't do all, right, all
1: that. So but you're using the word, but you're using the word nobody. I think just about the same amount of people are watching. If. If in relative terms, if 2 million people watched the Alabama game and only 1.75 million would have watched any other game is what the statistical average is, then then nobody is losing any money, and nobody's demanding money back.
0: Because it's not cutting half. I've got the, I've got all of the uh, 35 SEC games that have been registered to Nielsen so far this year. Number, There are eight of them that have been on CBS. Oh, no, six of them but that have been on the, CBS. Because
1: I can... Because I can care less about what other channel, what other time slot. I believe that the time slot matters. If you put them on prime time, it'll have better ratings. That's just a fact. And you put them on a channel that more people have access to. Well,
0: that's—I mean—that's not always the case. So here, look: the one through three in this were Alabama FSU. That was like twelve point three three five million on ABC. Uh, 7.65 yep. million on ABC for Michigan, Florida, and then 5.134 for Tennessee, Georgia Tech, and that was the opening Monday night on ESPN.
1: Yeah, all of yeah, those are opening weekend games. That that's that's different than everything. Now else. the
0: number four most viewed game was Tennessee, Florida, September 16th, CBS game, 5.133 million people. The number five most watched game, Alabama and Texas A&M on ESPN. That was 4.774 million. The number six was the CBS LSU Florida game. That was 4.128. Uh, but it, look, the CBS games, they range anywhere from the number 21 game, which was 2.345 million. That was TCU in Arkansas, up to that 5.133 million. So if you put a, a good national matchup on, you can more than double the amount of people that are going to watch your broadcast. If you put a rat game on, Alabama and Vanderbilt did three million people. But that was still three million. That's still more than you know most of the ESPN games. Um, I mean, just a, a ton of them. Alabama and Vanderbilt was still the number fourteen most watched SEC game of the year so far. Alabama and Ole Miss was even more watched than that game, and that was an ESPN 8:15 p.m. kickoff. So the reason that they put Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee and Florida and LSU, those are the national brands. But if you're going to toss in Ole Miss, Kentucky, Mississippi State, CBS doesn't want anything to do with them because, as you were saying, CBS is looking out for national advertisers. So if they can tell every like they they set up all their advertising and whatnot for a year in advance. If they get in and say, hey, this past year on CBS for the SEC game of the week, we did you know, 15% better than we did the year before, and now we're going to charge more for this advertising. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but I just don't think across the board they're going to – I just don't think it's going to be that. And I also, like I told you before, I think the time slot matters. What I would only want to see is the CBS games. I don't care about any other games. The CBS 230 games, I want to see what the ratings are across the board and and how big they are and how low they are. And then then what does it matter who's playing? Because that Tennessee-Florida game was, while it was an awful game to watch, it was super tight, super close, and unbelievable play at the finish. Actually, the entire second half was amazing. The first half was terrible. Oh yeah. So that's 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 what I'm arguing though. Is if you have a great game, if one of those other three games, if you pick a game that you think is going to be a great game but two teams that nobody knows real well, and it turns out to be an unbelievable game that we're talking about the rest of the year, then then that's what you want. And I think the reason I was annoyed by it is if this is not an Alabama hate thing, this is a we know the outcome of this game before it starts. There was a zero percent chance that this was going to be a competitive game. It's not. It's not a matter of making a smart decision. It's just a matter of we're gonna we're gonna put a big school on that's gonna beat the hell out of another big school that's just terrible. I'm with you. One team is a monster, and the other team has no clue what they're doing. and, and a thousand out of, survey a thousand people that have watched any college football at all this year. Who's going to win that game? Alabama. What's the differential score going to be? Mm-hmm. 20, 30, maybe 40. I don't know. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be over by the first quarter. So I guess my problem is, is if one – now, it, it, it ended up working out to where it didn't matter because all four of the games will blow out. But if you pick any other combination of games that had potential to be a close, good game, I, I just think that that team – and CBS would have been more benefited to doing that. And I know you don't know the outcome of those games, but it's a gamble. The one you already know the outcome of the game, there's no gamble. You're just picking the big school.
0: Yeah, and, 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 that's, and, and, that's, and that's what you do. You specific. pick the big school because they've got the biggest fan base. I,
1: I, I'm not going to argue the ratings aren't better when Alabama plays football. I know the answer to that. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm arguing if we put these smaller schools on network TV more often, more people know their name, they're not relevant because they're never on that station. (laughs) They're never in that time slot.
0: Well, And see, here's the difference. In 2014,
1: we have a a chicken and an egg problem. We have a chicken and an egg situation. These teams are popular. These teams are better. These teams continually get more blue-chip athletes than everybody else, and they're also on national TV more often what happens if we put the other schools on TV more and only put them on TV when they play competitive games or when we think they're evenly matched in competitive games that's a relative term but okay then then what would happen to recruiting what would happen to these other schools that now get a boost in TV time I think that's a fair question to ask
0: well let's okay so let's take a look at at 2014. All right, so I'm pulling up the numbers as we speak. 2014, CBS, you had Georgia, South Carolina. That was when Steve Spurrier was still the coach. Uh, That was 6.77 million people that watched on September 13th in 2014. After that, September 20th, you had Alabama and Florida. And that was 7.95 million people that watched that one. Let's see. uh, September 27th, you had Arkansas-Texas A&M. That was 4.38 million people that watched. Alabama-Ole Miss, Saturday, October 4th. That was the big upset game. Um, That was 5.92 million. Georgia-Missouri, a noon kick was, or an 11 a.m. kick was 2.99 million the week after that. Auburn it, and Mississippi.
1: It was a CBS eleven AM kick.
0: Yeah, that was the week that they had a doubleheader.
1: I uh, see that, and I kind of want to throw those out because, like okay. I told you, that's, it's a time slot
0: situation. That's fine. That's fine. Auburn, Mississippi State. They had Mississippi State ranked number what three at that point, or number two, something like that, and Auburn was like number four, I think. That one did six million people on October eleventh, yeah. two thousand fourteen. After that, they did Texas AM, Alabama. That was four point two million people. Uh, and that was a fifty nine to nothing beatdown that year. Um after that, Saturday, October twenty fifth, you had a ranked Kentucky team, number seventeen, I believe, in the country, and you had a number one ranked Mississippi State team, and it was a close ball game throughout. Do you remember that ball game?
1: No, I don't remember anything
0: about it. All right. Well, it, it was 38-24, to 24, and that was only because Mississippi State scored with, like, maybe three minutes left in the ballgame. Uh, but 38-24 against – it was two ranked teams, number one against number 17 on CBS. It did 5 million people. That night on ESPN, Ole Miss and LSU did 4.95 million. And that was the Ole Miss upset where LSU beat them 10-7. So – Look, when, when these teams are ranked, then it's great. But when they're not ranked, there's not a whole lot you can do, right? So, all right, let's look at it this way. Texas AM and and Auburn, that year, on November 8th, did 7.21 million people. That was a, a 230 kick. Then they had Alabama LSU. That was a 9.11 million viewership. Let's see. Mississippi State again. All right, Mississippi State and Alabama. State was number one. Alabama was number five. 10.27 million people watched. So all of that is fine when those teams are ranked high. But once they're not ranked high anymore, nobody watches them. So the biggest thing is, like, you wouldn't have Alabama on all the time if they were not ranked.
1: I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I don't. I don't. Tennessee is not ranked. They have not been ranked all year, and they've been on it like three times. This is not an anti bama thing.
0: Well, they they were ranked when uh, when they played against Florida.
1: That that they shouldn't have been. That that's a fact. Oh no, I
0: agree with you. But they were
1: they were ranked that way because they ranked that way because they're a big school and they've got a huge fan base and a lot of people like Tennessee. And if you don't like Tennessee, you hate Tennessee. Exactly. They, they make you pull the needle one way or the other. But that has nothing to do with what they've earned. They haven't earned a ranking at all. So therein lies my problem. This is I know this comes across as an anti Alabama thing because I do that a lot. This is a very much an anti Tennessee being on my TV all the time on primetime TV.
0: Well, I think the biggest thing for Tennessee I'm, right I'm now is, is the Butch Jones fiasco, right? Everybody but wants that, to talk about
1: that, it. You shouldn't. I, you can talk about it. You can talk about it. Don't make me watch a four hour football game in primetime on it. Give me a better game. You can talk about it. You covered the SEC as, the, as CBS. You have the right to talk about it more than anybody. You Talk about it during the Auburn Arkansas game. Oh, looks like Auburn's and you know, Arkansas is going to be getting a new quarterback uh, coach, just like Tennessee. Who do you think is going to come get these jobs? He'd talk about them in tandem, but I don't have to, I don't have to watch them all the time. Well, agreed.
0: and I there, mean I'm, I'm is, sure that you didn't watch. The
1: problem of my argument. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't watch any of it. Not a single play, because there were other games that mattered to me on games that I had money on. Games that were intriguing and I thought would be closer, some of them were, some of them weren't. But it's just I know the outcome of that one. I didn't know the outcome of all these other games. Yeah.
0: I can understand that.
1: So there they're in line, our argument on Twitter was I'm not saying Alabama doesn't pull eyes. Like that anybody who reads that and thinks I'm saying that is wrong. I know that answer. What I'm trying to say is is if you're in bed with the SEC it's better for CBS for there to be more ranked teams in the SEC. How do you get them ranked? Let's get them on national TV more often. Let's let people see them. Let's get the recruiting up by doing that. Let's let people who normally wouldn't watch a Mississippi State or a Kentucky team watch them on national TV.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've done a pretty good job this year. Alabama's only been on CBS one time. But, so, well, two times now. Not
1: Alabama. No, I know, I know.
0: I'm not saying just that. I'm saying, it, look, it, the ratings so far, here are the matchups, okay? TCU and Arkansas, Alabama-Vanderbilt, Auburn-LSU, Georgia-Tennessee. And that
1: Alabama-Vanderbilt game I thought was wrong because at that weekend Florida played... Oh, no, no it wasn't Florida. Da, 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 da. Well, that
0: was... Uh, uh, who was that weekend? That was the Georgia game. That was
1: somebody Georgia-Mississippi else. Georgia-Mississippi State. There was somebody else that beat me and you had a conversation. Yeah, Georgia Mississippi yeah. State should have been the CBS two hundred and thirty game.
0: But here's the and thing:
1: I know the outcome didn't show that, but that absolutely should have been it. Mississippi State just beat the hell out of LSU on national TV, and um, and Georgia, you know, coming off their big win uh, in 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 their rain.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you.
1: Either that way, that game they... should have been on, but then we got Vanderbilt.
0: So we we don't have a game where. Mississippi State has been on CBS yet. But I would imagine we will be getting one relatively soon.
1: But that was prime to do it right there. Like, that was absolutely your opportunity to say, hey, let's do this.
0: Well, but at at the same time, when else are you going to get a chance to put Vanderbilt on at 2.30?
1: Well, at that time, Vanderbilt looked really good. If Vanderbilt gets beat up by Alabama, no one cares. But then the next week they go to Florida, and if they take care of business in Florida, then yeah any SEC game that Vanderbilt plays at home, well, you could put them on there. Agreed. That would absolutely be – because nobody else is Alabama. So your your one time to showcase them is when Bama's going to come in and just destroy them. That's, that's not anything anybody wants to see.
0: Well, I mean, touche. I'm with you. I, uh, I'm i explaining why – because you you can't just not show – the number one team in the country.
1: But you're, and here's the thing. You're saying you're talking about it like they're not going to at all. You're guaranteed to get the Auburn game. You're guaranteed to get the LSU game, no matter what those two teams are doing, unless they look like Tennessee at one point in time. But to this point, we know they're not Tennessee. So you're guaranteed to get those two games, and you're going to get the opening game of the season when they play whatever non-conference team that they play that they've been doing the last couple of years. Like, you're guaranteed to get those three, and then if they do what they always do, you're going to get them in the SEC title game. That's four times in 13 weeks. That's that's over a third of the season you're going to get Alabama. I think that's fine. I think that's – I think my CBS. I'm dancing in the streets to get them four times. I think that's awesome. Well, CBS and, doesn't ever get the, them get the
0: the non-conference well, game. Like they, Alabama, they got the, Alabama's always in on, on the ESPN or ABC whatever game. So –
1: they, can't, they don't have an option to even say, I want that
0: game? No, they cannot do that because it, ESPN owns those games. Like They have the rights with Chick-fil-A or with uh, Jerry World or whatever. So that's why ABC shows okay. those. The The only CBS opening weekend games are games that are at home. So the reason that they were able to broadcast TCU at Arkansas is because Arkansas was at home. Okay. So last year, I think that game was on uh Fox or ESPN, one or the other, who, whoever owned the Big Twelve rights at the time. Um, okay, but yeah, that's that's that, how that, that ends up going down. Like, so for but, CBS, but the it's way, not.
1: It's not like you're never going. It's not like your CBS are never going to get Alabama. Well, no, the rule is the the
0: CBS rule is that you get to show one team five times during the season, and then six if you show them on the SEC championship game. The
1: championship game.
0: So. But
1: here's the problem. You don't think five is too
0: much? Um, it all depends many, on what you're trying to accomplish. How many
1: weeks are there, there? There are 13 weeks in college football season, regular season. Everybody gets a bye week. They play 12 games, right? Right. Five is too much for one team when the conference has 14 teams in it. Well, they set
0: that up in case everybody else is just absolutely awful. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at it this way, Look, Tennessee has been on three times now. Florida has been that's, on. That's
1: shameful. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. They should you. have been on for the Florida game. I'm, I'm not taking away the Florida game because at that point in time, both of them deserved to be there because of what they had done. That's fine. But after the Florida game,
0: they get no more.
1: All right, we now see what you are. You're a dog team. That's, that's terrible. And, and your games are incredibly boring. So we're out. We're absolutely out, and you don't get any more games. And they just draw a line in the sand and
0: say, until you win, you don't get any more games. All right, so Tennessee-Florida was in Week 3. Tennessee played UMass in Week 4 and looked awful. So then there was the Georgia game, and that was on CBS. And So here here were the other options for CBS. Uh, They could have done Ole Miss at Alabama, Vanderbilt at Florida, or Mississippi State at Auburn.
1: The Vanderbilt-Florida game would have been the game that I would have wanted to see, or the Mississippi State-Auburn game. It's tough to put Mississippi State on there. Vanderbilt, other than losing to Alabama at that point in time, had destroyed everybody they played. Yeah. And then they get smoked by Bama, which doesn't surprise anybody. But you shouldn't be pil- – when you're when we're not talking about national champions here, we're talking about just being competitive in your conference. Getting killed by Alabama should not be a knock on your resume because everybody who has the unfortunate you know pleasure of playing them is going to have that knock and so you know just because you don't play them that doesn't you shouldn't get benefited for that or rewarded for it no, I agree so I agree my, so so and you and I had that conversation I think you showcase Vanderbilt the name next week when they play Florida that that that's what should have happened it'd have been a great opportunity to talk about them and you're going to do it in an opportunity where they have a chance to go out and get a big win. True. Go on the road to the Swamp and get a win. Because they look like they could have.
0: Oh, yeah, they absolutely and should could have. have. They were
1: in that game. So, just just, just my, my philosophy and my thought process on the whole matter, and then everybody immediately turned it into, because this wasn't just on Twitter, it also was on Facebook, where, you know, Alabama's going to pull more numbers. So, it's not what I'm talking about. But it doesn't mean CBS is going to make more money. That, that's what I try to explain to them. Not not one time is CBS going to make an extra nickel because they played Alabama over Mississippi State-Kentucky. It's just not going to happen.
0: Well, they, they, they can make more money in the long term. In all the bits. I, I,
1: don't, I, don't, I don't agree. I disagree. They, they're not. Because in the long term, their, their long-term contracts are still going to be what their contracts are going to be. It's not going to change a lick. And in the short term, they're still going to sell 100% of advertising for every game. That's just, just going to happen. It's going to happen.
0: Ah, you may be right. You may be right. We'll, we'll have to get somebody so that, from CBS is, on here to, to explain it to us.
1: But, but that, was, that was my point. And as soon as we talk, and, but here's the problem. When you tell somebody from the networks ratings don't matter, and, and I, when I'm talking about ratings don't matter, I'm, we're talking in relative terms, okay? The difference between 5 million and 8 million is not a whole lot. All right, it's not it's not the world when we're talking about ratings because you got to know what's happening in those games and you can't predict that. But in this game, you absolutely can predict it. Okay, that was what I was. If if you had a chance to get one of those classic games that turn it could that that Mississippi State Kentucky game, if they go into double overtime and it's a crazy wild game, that game could have been eight million people. You know? Yeah. I, you don't know, but it could have been. The Alabama-Tennessee game had 0% chance to do that. And 90% of the TVs were turned off by halftime. So do you just want big numbers at the start of the game? Because I would like to see what the numbers were for the second half. Hmm. Because I'm going to bet if they break them down that way, they were garbage. Yeah. I bet the start of the game were awesome. You get all the Butch Jones jokes out of the way. You get all the rah-rah Alabama, the best team in the country. And then you said, okay, you can only watch a professional fighter fight a child for so long before you're like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. This is terrible. I'm going to have to that, see if that I can is, find a CBS
0: executive. That is my, uh, my sole
1: argument. That is my sole argument, and I don't think there's any way to change my opinion on it because there's nobody that's going to walk in here and tell me CBS gets paid weekly. They just, they just don't. They don't. <laughs> I've worked for too many big companies to say they get weekly checks. They, they absolutely do not. No, no, I'm not. So, I've right? never maybe said that when,
0: they get. Uh, maybe
1: when Pete Hot Sauce was, was was was, was the, the big sponsor for whatever SEC game back in the day. Maybe Pete's Hot Sauce was 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 paying them on weekly checks because you don't know if you're going to be a company in yeah, Texas, three months Texas or not. Pete. But Texas Pete. Yeah. But do not tell me CBS is getting paid weekly. I just don't believe it. I don't. So, at the end of the day, their ratings to to their financial stability do do not matter. And if they tank one game, then, then, you know, they're also not going to go into negotiations for a five- to seven-year deal, or however long they make these deals, and say, oh, well, remember that game in October of 2017? That was a bad game, man. I, I think we should get a you know, seven million dollars off this deal. No, no, that conversation is not going to happen.
0: I, I think just, that's, that's what not. I was trying to explain. It, it helps your numbers overall. Like you want to have as many people watching as humanly possible, so that way it averages out to even I, more at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, but I don't. I don't know that you're going to get any more money out of the advertisers that they're getting already, and I don't know that they're. No, no one's going to say, "Oh, you're." You're down, you know, two and a half percent. Because if you're down more than two or three percent, it's not one game. It's going to be you. There, there's a systematic problem other than other than other than you picked one bad game.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. We have uh, we have taken this so, thing long. So let me uh, let me go ahead and jump out of here. <laughs> And uh, and then we will have NFL talk tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have Gary Parrish or Keith Easterwood. I'm not certain yet, but I will uh, I will be hitting them up, and we'll figure it out, and we'll go from there. So until uh, until tomorrow, uh, we out. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out WinningCuresEverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash WinningCuresEverything. You can follow us on Twitter at Winning Cures. You can follow myself at Gary WCE.
1: You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini,
0: You can also email the show that's Winning Cures everything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time,
1: have a good one, guys.
0: Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review.
1: For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee.
0: So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.